This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves. Toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As uh, we will take your phone calls about anything, that is the point of the program. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, so to start things out here this evening, there's a lot in the news, and Mark, you've got some particularly outrageous uh, stories. One of them about a woman going to jail over flowers. We'll explain what that means in a moment, but first we go to George calling from Florida. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello, George. Hey, what's up, Ian? Hey. Mark. What's, what's hey, on your mind, dude? Yeah, first, um, as someone who worked, been worked for the government for eight years, one, as I... I don't want people forced into that crap right there. It's the same thing with the with army soldiers. Don't want to work with people who don't want to be there. That's insane. Oh, you're talking and, about um, national service? Yeah, I was like, uh, over. Um, li- li- I'm halfway through the podcast. I always get it like a day or two late because I, mm-hmm. I, I can't really listen live hardly ever. Yeah, we spent a good uh, portion of the show on Saturday night talking about national service. For those just, just tuning in who missed that, uh, the proposal is still on the table, and you'll likely hear more about it in the future where the U.S. federal government wants to get everybody to come to work for it for a certain period of time. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, and I, and as, as someone who's been working for them for the longest time, does that mean I get already get free college or something like that? Not that I'd really <laughs> you know, you know, know, take it on the taxpayer's dime, but you know, you get my point, right? Yeah, sure. And, and um, there's two, two other things that's pretty quick. One, almost got killed today in the, <laughs> at Hollover Beach. Uh, jellyfish stung me right across my back. Oh wow! Yeah, that's bad. I just found out. I was like, it felt like razor blades or something like that. I was uh. just swimming out there, and all of a sudden, I just felt like this uh, thing across my back and, and a bit of my left um, bicep. And I was like, ah, ah, get, get them running back to the. Yeah. Trying to swim as fast as I can because I'm like, what the hell is this thing? It doesn't and stop either. Hurt. You know, you, you don't you stop. Mean? Yeah, you don't stop touching it, and then it stops stinging oh. you. Well, the barb yeah, is probably was in there. Was the barb deposited inside you? I mean, does... oh no, it, it was a light sting. I was <sighs> fortunate that it was just like a minor, yeah, you know, it, minor graze. But I was just like, I'm, I guess my reaction on me just jumping out of the water practically, even though oh my I was like five and a half feet deep in it, it's like it was first sting ever. I was like, ah, what the yeah, hell? hopefully you're last. <laughs> that is <laughs> awful. Yeah, and given that it's Hollover Beach, you know, you know the new, the new beach. I'm just glad it, you know, wasn't in a more um, sensitive area of my body. Oh, you know what? I was thinking stingray for a moment. You, you said jellyfish. I was, that's why I asked about the barb. Yeah, I don't think jellyfish, jellyfish yeah. have, uh, have barbs. I don't think there was barbs, no. Yeah, I was, I, w- I was wondering about what you were referring to, too, but I wasn't going to come out and say, no, jellyfish don't have barbs. When, what do I know? No, I was remembering back when I was a kid, and you know, we went out to the beach, and my dad got uh, he got nailed by a, a stingray, um, and that was not fun. Mm, uh, no. Not fun at all. I'd yeah. say that's probably worse. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Every time I think stingray, I think Steve Irwin. So, so are you? Anyway. So then, would you be exaggerating? I mean, they're saying that you almost died. What, what, what are the odds? I don't you... know. I mean, it just it, it freaked me out to, to uh, no end. Right sure, there. sure. I'm still like a little shaken by that. You know, I, I admit it's probably it, it, it's a bit hyperbolic, but all the, ow! That's what I do around here. The that, worst, yeah, that'll make somebody want to stay indoors in the pools. You know, <laughs> that'll be the last trip for <laughs> a lot of people I'll to the beach. Go back out. It'll start. It was starting to get dark a bit, and I think that's probably what it is. They mm. come closer to shore, 
when it starts to get dark. But anyway. Well, it could have been uh, worse. It's good that you're still here. So what else was on your mind? uh, On behalf of the CIA and the federal government to some fest, you know, the one that always causes the crazy things. Yeah, the crazy lady. Yeah, we apologize for dragging her into MK Ultra. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, George. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hopefully he, he's not going to summon her with that uh, with that phone call. But you never know who will call at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. So apparently, Mark, uh, selling flowers has led one woman to a jail cell. You know that story? Yeah, I, you know... Th- it just seems to get closer and closer to now this is happening in communist china right this is uh where you know business is very restricted it is a it's just an absolutely totalitarian place where is this guangzhou you'd think that this would be the soviet union with uh you know somebody trying to to flex their capitalist muscles and shanghai right yeah shanghai. yeah no I'm, I'm afraid it's not it's uh utah oh a day once existed in America when a woman like Dina Long Christensen, 44, three would have names. been celebrated. She's a killer. What's that? She's a killer. She deserves it. She's got three names. She'd have been admired for her can-do spirit and held up as a role model for others. That day has sadly passed. Now Long Christensen and others like her are treated in the new America's criminals to be fined and jailed. <laughs> her crime? Dina Long Christensen was discovered selling flowers from her home. A struggling entrepreneur, she was unceremoniously trundled off to jail over a dispute with the authorities who accused her of not having acquired the proper permits to start and operate her small business. Now your papers, woman. In other words, these flowers. (laughs) She didn't obtain the government's permission to have her own business, any kind of business, in the first place. Gosh, land of the free. This is it, man. I mean, for. There are so many people out there that think we're being, speaking of hyperbole, that we're being hyper. Oh, there's no gun in the room. What are you talking about? Oh, yes, there is. There's always a threat of violence when it comes to the government. And we've talked about how if people who are getting businesses, opening businesses up, don't jump through their arbitrary hoops and pay their bribes, which they call licensing fees, then men with guns will come and they will take you into and put you into a cage if you insist on continuing to do business. Usually, the threats are enough to scare people into getting the, the license fees. Usually, if somebody actually sets up a business without getting a license fee, they'll come around and they'll threaten the person. You know, they're not going to usually arrest them right out the gate. They don't want to be seen as doing this sort of thing. But if you are told by the the government people, hey, you're supposed to have this business license in order to sell these flowers, and you persist in selling the flowers after they've warned you however many arbitrary times they decide is appropriate to warn you, they will make a violent move in your direction. And that could result in you being caged. And this is what happened. Yep. Long Christensen's case is just one the latest in a long string of cases of attacks on liberty and um, and an oppressive government that has hamstrung people and eliminating choices until... A once-free society will be bound within a straitjacket of rules, regulations, laws meant to limit instead of protect, social engineering schemes, and a burgeoning, mindless bureaucracy that has become so overbearing that Franz Kaffa himself (laughs) would be shocked. Over the past decade, outrageous episodes of innocent citizens' encounters with authorities have filled daily newspapers. The 12-year-old girl who was handcuffed because of eating a candy bar comes to mind. I'm not familiar with that one. And... 
So do dozens of other similar cases across the country. One of my favorites is the, I think it was 70-year-old woman who was uh, physically attacked by the police because she had a brown lawn. (laughs) Justice in America is vanishing fast and being replaced by civil courts that have become adept at interpreting laws in such a way to manipulate them to their own advantage. Absolutely. Just as an aside on that point, uh, just to give you an example of how shoddy these courts are and what the joke is essentially that they're running on people. It's this big scam. I mean, even even by their own laws, they're not following their own rules. They'll just charge people with whatever arbitrary stuff. And even if they have no case or even if their case is just full of holes, they'll just push on forward because they know that most people don't want to take the time to look into it. They don't want to, you know, go to court. They don't want to defend themselves. They don't want to, you know, refuse to take the plea deal. So all kinds of people are copping pleas to charges that don't even really fit what their situation was. There, we were out uh, at court this morning. Every week uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's uh, regular court outreach that goes on on Monday and Wednesday mornings. We're looking to expand that to uh, to include Tuesdays as well. But to go to arraignments, to hand out, don't take a plea, uh, don't take the plea deal flyers. And we were also there this morning to support one of the local activists, Steve, who was uh, intending on going with the not guilty to take a parking ticket to trial. Well, Steve was explaining that they actually wrote down on the ticket the wrong RSA number. Like they they put supposed to put down what you violated. And what they wrote on his ticket was that he violated some RSA that has to do with the employment of bureaucrats. (laughs) (laughs) They're just so sloppy. More coming up. You take control. We'll talk more about this uh, flower lady here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. That is if you've gotten your permission slip from the government in order to call in first. Otherwise, they may arrest you and put you in a cage. Well, they haven't gone that far yet, but uh, we will uh, continue the story here. This woman jailed for selling flowers in a moment. 800-259-9231. That is the toll-free number. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, Don't forget, you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where you can enjoy various different features and enjoy them for free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their uh, websites. Ours, we give away. So go to freetalklive.com, and you'll have access to things like the Shrine of Female Listeners, where there are a number of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of the program. Over the last several days, we've added a couple new Shriners, including Jamie and Andrea, uh, to the Shrine. So go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that? And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to be part of the Shrine. As we continue here, 800-259-9231. We'll wrap this story up and get to your calls and your thoughts about what you want. But welcome to America. This is how it goes. If you want to start your own business... If you're feeling entrepreneurial-minded and you want to get out there and uh, offer a product and service to the marketplace and you've under, you're still under the mistaken, the mistaken uh, pr- presumption that this is in any way, shape, or form a so-called free country – I know, that's what they teach you when you're growing up. 
It's the mantra that uh, that they repeat over and over again to get you to believe it. But in this case, Mark, and this was in Utah, a woman was selling house selling flowers from her home, which is that's a fine idea. Running a business from your home, you lower the costs of uh, doing business significantly. <laughs> America was built by people who are were living over their businesses. I mean, this is common. And it's, you know, I, I, I understand why it's, it's more aesthetically pleasing, I guess, in, to some folks to, uh, to, for, for people to run their businesses you know, separate from their homes or they want to be away from their businesses or whatever. Well, location can be important for, for some businesses, and that's why you want to run it away from your home. I mean, if, the, you know, if you're going to be in a shopping mall or something like that, there's, there's a reason to be away from your home. But there's also plenty of reasons to be in your home because you're not paying rent, yep. and that's a huge cost. This is from uh, KSL 5 News. It was a shocking experience for Dina Long Christensen sitting in a cell in the Salt Lake County Jail mm. for nearly two weeks God. among people charged with serious crimes. Yep. Her cellmate, for example, was spending time on charges of ag- aggravated assault. Christensen's crime? Selling flower baskets from her home. <laughs> Instead of being further in shock... It was like there's nothing wrong. There's something wrong with our country," said West. Uh, said the West Jordan woman, Long Christensen. 44. I'm sorry it took her this long to figure it out. Yeah, I'm so sorry that it has to take people a personal experience, or at least a you know a a, a, a dear family member or friend at them having a similar experience, but something very close. Something has to. It's like the the guns of government have to strike close before somebody will finally wake up and realize what is going on. Right. You know, people people are hearing my voice right now saying we don't live in a police state. They're saying, oh, no, that's these guys and their police state nonsense. They're saying this doesn't happen. But for long uh, for Dina Long Christensen, 44, she was sent to jail by a justice of West Jordan's municipal court after a dispute over whether she had the proper permits under Mm. zoning law to operate her small nursery business out of her home. She knows it's a police state. Yep. A four-month investigation by KSL-TV discovered Long Christensen's case is but one of several examples of questionable activities inside city-run justice courts, which operate outside the purview of the state's judiciary. Critics of the justice courts cite examples of judges issuing random rulings, sidestepping normal rules of jurisprudence, and sometimes doling out harsh punishments for relatively minor infractions. Well, they've got to send a message, Mark. What's that? Harsh punishments. And they need to send a message. Yeah, it is very important that you beg permission from these government bureaucrats and get their permission slip before you can do a business. What, are the, what do these people think they're doing? Just starting businesses without asking permission from government bureaucrats. I mean, the, the gall. The hubris of these men and women who think they can just go out and, and offer a product or service on a consensual basis to other human beings? Who do they think they are anyway? This is America, damn it! Right. Well, you need permission. Yeah, right. And, you know, at one point or another, people would have said that this is the land of the free. And I think a lot of people do still say it. But I'd it's like to see some talk. evidence. It's just PR. Is it freer than other countries? Yep. Freer yep. than some other some other countries. That's right. You is might it need two permits all of them? somewhere else. What's that? You might need two per- permits in a different country. <laughs> right. Well, it's absolutely true that in some countries it's much more difficult to open your own business. As I understand, mm-hmm. in, in India it can be impossible to get all the permitting. In a lot basically of Basically because yeah. it's a bribe-based culture. But, this um, is no different, though. Right. Well, getting per- permits really are just it's institutionalized just offic- bribes. Right. It's officially, uh, you know, official bribery. Yeah, I like that, institutionalized. That's good. Yeah. Um, this, that's, that's all there is to talk about, Dina. Um, 
Um, and her. So wait, two weeks was it, and then she was uh, she's out. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they she thought she had the right permits. Mm-hmm. She didn't have the right permits as far as they were concerned. Um, you I know, wonder the, what the second one would be like if she gets out because usually uh, when you get in trouble with the state, the second time you get in trouble, it's worse. Right, because they want they want to teach you a lesson, and if you didn't learn the first time, they'll uh, they'll amp it up. So, what if Dina were to get out of jail, go ahead and get herself some more flowers, and go out in front of this, uh, you know, like the city courthouse or the city uh, commissioners or whatever, and and sell some flowers in their face? Then what would they do to her? It's not going to go well, I can assure you. I mean, they've already tossed her in jail for two weeks for selling flowers from her home. She owns the property. I mean, you know, she thought well, she was uh, so properly she permitted. She she thought she owned the property. See, ownership suggests control. Uh, the idea of ownership is that you control whatever it is that you own. You get to decide what to do with it. Well, clearly she doesn't own the property, right? Because if she owned the property, she'd be able to do things that are peaceful, like selling flowers. It's not like she had a you know noisy rock band uh, playing in her front yard and was annoying the neighbors or something like that. It could be uh, that uh, the neighbor. It could very well be that neighbors uh, noticed an increase in traffic or something like that. But oh, d- during the day, poor babies. You know, I just don't. When during the day, you're talking about people are generally away from home at work. Go live so- in a damn deed restricted neighborhood. I'm so tired of uh, people. People that complain about uh, the, the Everything. little things their neighbors do. Everything that their neighbors do. I mean, there are people out there that just care about everything that goes on in their mm-hmm. street. You know, it's just if you deviate any way from the norm, they've got something to say about it. They'll call the law. And at some point or other, the law gets tired of uh, getting their calls. But until then, you know. It's like the the gal on Bewitched, uh, Gladys. She'd come across the street, borrow some sugar all the time. <laughs> she wanted to know what's going on. Just couldn't leave well enough alone. So your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Of course, inevitably the question arises with a situation like this for people that maybe are brand new to the show tonight tuning in for the very first time. You know, you hear this this story and you think, well, what what do you do about this? Because these regulations are in place all across the country. Now, they, they may not be the exact same. They're not boilerplate necessarily. Uh, so what is regulated as far as flower sales in Utah may not be regulated in Arizona. But in general, there are many businesses and uh, types of work that are licensed uh, work that the government has decided to create some sort of board and that they've given them all control and power over what is and what is not appropriate uh, you know, for people that want to do business in these areas to do and they create arbitrary even, rules. Even just how they want to live their lives in their homes. But what do you do about it? I mean, you can, okay, so, so you've identified this is a problem. This woman had to go to jail because she dared to sell her own flowers from, uh, from a house. So what do you do? 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. I can answer that coming up here in a little bit, but love to have your thoughts, especially if you support jailing the woman for the uh, selling the flowers. Do you? Really? Do you? It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there free. You can go there and see things like our uh, archives that go way back. The archives go all the way back to late 2006. And all you have to do is click and download. In fact, if you want, you can sign up for the podcast, too, and then they'll be delivered uh, delivered automatically to you upon release. So go get the details and uh, listen in for free over at freetalklive.com. The archives, by the way, brought to you by HostGator. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely, likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click become a member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've been through the process. I've been to their offices. I've checked them out. These fo- these are good folks. It's meds.freetalklive.com. It doesn't matter whether it's Zetia, Nexium, Lipitor, Amplify, Boniva, Viagra, or Cialis. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We will uh, continue here taking your phone calls. And just to give you a quick recap, uh, what happened in Utah was a woman spent two weeks in jail because she dared, dared to sell flowers without a permit. She didn't ask her masters in government for a business permit first and tried to operate a business out of her home. So they came and threatened her. And presumably she continued operating her business because, well, she thought she was a free person. See, she fell for that. That uh, you know, the propaganda essentially that tells all Americans as they're growing up over and over again how free they are. So she believed it and she acted like it. She, she and what she, she went and got the permit permits that she thought that she needed. Oh, really? Yeah, I she, didn't realize. Yeah, that. she she went and apparently like there was a dispute over which permits she needed. Oh, geez. And so this is even because like everybody will say that you know we the we live in the freest country in the, on earth, and then at the same time they'll run off to ask the government if they can do you know X, Y, or Z on their property. So her mistake was that she thought she understood what the law was right, right. like it's, instead of just taking their word for it because you know bureaucrats will lie or they'll just be misinformed right well, and they could the- tell you that you need x y and z and you might look at the law and you might say well no this this says i only need x and so that was maybe what the argument was over was well, some sort of that or uh, maybe one bureaucrat told her she needed one thing and another bureaucrat told her she needed something else this um, you know it can get very complicated if you call the as i understand it if you call yep. the irs and their helpline <laughs> and you ask them a test has been done on this Uh, if you ask them what 10 a 10 of the most frequent questions they'll get them wrong 50 percent of the time it's 40 percent but yeah it's last i heard i believe it was 40 but nonetheless yeah big big mistakes on their part so uh to your phone calls your thoughts uh sid is in indianapolis excuse sid in indiana you're on free talk live hello sid hey guys how are you tonight hey sid what's on your mind i think i've got your lady beat the lady with the flowers, I mean. All right. How's that? Now, How's if, that's that? Even, if that's even possible, but I'll, let me throw out my story, and I'll let you decide. Okay. Okay. Three o'clock in the morning, my neighbor comes to – I have a driveway that's a third of a mile long. My neighbor wakes me up in the middle of the night. Uh, she's locked herself out of her house. I'm sorry. She walked out of her house to go to work in the middle of the night and left her car keys uh, and her house keys uh, in the house. Okay. She walks down my driveway, wakes me up, gets her keys that I've been keeping for her, and she keeps mine for 25 years. Okay. It isn't 25 minutes later that the banging at my door, and I'm 
it's like it's now three thirty in the morning. Sure, you've probably gone back to sleep. Oh yeah. Well, I not only gone back to sleep, I had just gotten into that deep that's REM again. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm totally. I don't even know where I am. Oh, I just know that I'm not happy. I co- I go to the door and I think and I'm gonna I'm just gonna bleep out what I said, but I I, I basically said, "Are you out of your freaking mind?" Yes. Loud. And I screamed it at this the sweetest lady who is uh, uh, my age. She's in her 50s. And uh, knowing I was going to have to apologize. The next thing I know, I've got four guns in my face. What? Yeah. My county sheriff's. The neighbor across the street who is uh, one of these people that believes uh, that, you know, uh, the Walmart thing they're doing with, uh, you know, if you see something. You say something, something someone, say something. Yeah. Yes. Well, he has called the police. He's called them on me, thinking that what he saw me walking down my driveway at 3 in the morning was actually heard walking down my driveway. The police have now come in my driveway, and here's the bad part. I, I scared them when I, when I went to my door because I screamed at them. And they so you open my- the hold on before you continue the story. You swing the door open, expecting it to be the neighbor, and you're upset at her, and she's not even with them. There's just, just the cops. No, no, no. The yeah, she's already gone to work. Right. They're now getting there to my house, which also tells you this problem is that if the, if there is a problem, they're not going to be there in time to help me. No, it took them right. half an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah, You've yeah. Got to, well, this is generally man. the case if you have a driveway that's a third of a mile long. You live in a place where uh, the cops' response time is something like forty five minutes. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter yeah. if you live in a city, Mark. Well, it sometimes. is whatever it is because they'll make it whatever it is, sure. right? And I've come to learn that through this. What happened is they were in my garage, in my locked garage. They were snooping. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I it sounds like break, they're breaking the law, but who's going to enforce it, right? So as soon as I start to understand that I've got guns in my face, right? I'm like, "What the hell are you doing in my garage?" And they start to explain the story why they're there. I was like. I explained to him what happened, and then I said to him, what are you doing in my garage? Well, they put their guns away by now, right? That's nice of them, and I think it's interesting how somebody yelling at them from a door they just beat on scares them to the point that they have to pull guns. I'm in a robe. I'm in a robe. (laughs) As if if this isn't the expectation of somebody who does this at 3.30 in the morning. It gets worse. if, If you knock on the door, isn't that what you would expect is to have... Somebody yelling, if you bang on the door, that somebody's going to yell at you. At three in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, now, of course, I explained to him what's going on. Here's where it gets worse, guys. When I explained to him that uh, I've been keeping my neighbor's keys for 25 years in case it was a lockout, you know, they told me what I was doing was illegal. Excuse me? You bet. They, well, what happened was I caught him in my garage. You know, this is in retrospect. The next day I'm figuring this up. Yeah. I caught him in my garage, in my locked garage. So they. So what they were to, doing was illegal. <laughs> you bet, you bet. And when I caught him doing that, all of a sudden they were uh, transfer, uh, transferring the guilt onto me. What was their claim as far as what exactly was illegal about keeping keys for your neighbor? Is that what they were claiming was illegal? Yeah. Um, you know, guy, I don't know. Uh, this is already a couple years ago because I've got. That, that's what started to alert me to the police state. And I have yeah. two more stories that I'll do real quick, but on that story, to finish that story up, their thing was that 
if if that person up there needed help, that they should call their family members or a uh, or a policeman, not to not have the their... neighbor. Well, so, yeah. Okay, so the police are going to help you get in your home. It's legal for <laughs> it's legal for you to keep keys at your family mem- at a family member's house, but it's not oh. legal for you to keep keys at an next door neighbor's house. Did I, did Who the are these people? The, did I beat the lady with the flowers? <laughs> I it's it's a bizarre story. I, you didn't go, you didn't go you to didn't jail. You didn't go to jail though. You didn't spend two weeks in jail. Well, did you? no, actually, guy, that's where the other stories come into play. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, but now I got to admit, I I made mistake on, and I'll just go to the third story. The second story isn't that important. Yeah, you're gonna have to another, tell it quick though, because uh, I will very really yeah. fast. I'm walking into a a, a, a Sam's Club. I smile at the same Sam's Club I go to all the time. I smile at a fellow that I've smiled at many times before. He looks at me and tells me my mother's an F and B. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. I look at the guy and I say, and I'm disabled. I am totally, I am so not a threat to anybody. He says this to me five more times before I punch his teeth down his throat. There's my mistake. Right? Yeah. yeah. Is this that a Walmart employee? Yes. How bizarre. He's actually part of Walmart security, which I did not know huh. who he was. I just know I had seen the fellow there. I didn't know what his job was. Uh, undercover, uh, a crime prevention. Yeah, sure, loss control. Yeah, right. Um, as so, he hits me back. I hit him a second time. You want me to hold? I'll tell you what. We'll bring you back for this one here in a moment at eight hundred. Sure, a lot of punching gotta, going on. We got to wrap it up quick because uh, other folks want to get on here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So head on over there and enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up there for as little as three bucks a month, and you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, and more. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue uh, quickly here with Sid, he was telling us a story about being in a Sam's Club where one of the loss control agents apparently uh, provoked him. Lost control. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. well, Sam uh, was the one who lost, or Sid rather, was the one who lost control by sounds punching like, the man. Sounds was, like, sound like that guy lost some control too. Well, the the man was uh, goading him verbally, but uh, he never touched you, did he, Sid? No, no, no. I I hit him first. Yeah. So and Sid uh, lost control. Let me control. tell you, I, in retrospect, I know why too. Not that it's pertinent to what we're talking about, but between the fourth time he said it and the sixth time he said it, I shut down. I didn't hear anything else. I don't remember anything until I saw him with his lips split open. And, uh, and he was and talking about your mama. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, no. He said that, the things he said. Yeah. I'd even asked for help in the, in between number one and number six uh, from the people that greet at the doors there. Asked them to get security. Didn't know at the time that this was security. 
Okay. So you, you jacked the guy, uh, yeah. and then what happened? So here's where the police problem comes. As we're waiting for the, I asked for them to call the police. They said they're going to call the police. The two greeters and the fellow that did this were of the same racial uh, they had a connection. origins. They had a okay. connection of some sort. Go ahead. And they start to tell how the story is going to go down as we're waiting for the police. Oh, man. Hmm. The police didn't even ask me anything. Next thing I know, he's ripped my uh, shoulder. Uh, uh, he tore my shoulder out of its socket hmm. and threw me in jail. Because he, because the lost control people have rapport with him, they probably, uh, you know, they're calling yeah. frequently to yeah. report people that are stealing things. So he took their word for it, and uh, it's pretty outrageous. Sid, thanks for the call tonight. We're going to move on here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves, and uh, so great investigation on the part of the, the police there. Let's talk to Michael in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Michael. Michael in Ohio. Oh wait, he's gone. So let's try instead. Donnie in Michigan. Donnie. You are on Free Talk Live. Hi, how you doing? I hey. was wondering if you've heard of the, uh, if either of you are familiar with the uh, Zeitgeist movies? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and particularly the, the the newest one, the third one. Have you seen that? Done some invest- Ian's, Ian's seen it. I've done some investigation into it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, though. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, you know, your opinion on some on some of their ideas. Well, okay. Um, I think that Stefan Molyneux, by the way, really knocked it out of the park with his video on this. Uh, Stefan Molyneux from freedomainradio.com. He did a he does a video series as well on YouTube, and uh, he reviewed this film in depth for about twenty minutes, and I think he really nailed it. Uh, but essentially, Zeitgeist, the the new one, the third one, the first one is more of like a first one is this kind of mix of conspiracy theory with uh, very anti organized religious sentiment. And, you know, it had its ups and downs, the downs mostly being the conspiracy theory part. And similarly, the third one, um, while it's devoid of most most conspiracy theory, it, it is also a mix of, uh, you know, they got a bunch of stuff right and they got a yeah, whole lot the wrong. The critiques on modern culture are very, very good. And then when they get into solutions, they talk about a, uh, what, what is it? A, um, a, a centrally planned uh, robo-city It's a, well, a, a, like a, a substance-based or... Uh, Resource-based commod- economy is yeah. what they call it. Resource-based economy, which... Uh, I like what Stefan Molyneux says. He calls it uh, Marxism with robots. <laughs> it reminded me of the House of Tomorrow cartoons they used to have on Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got you've to hand it to the guy for having a vision. Like, he sees all kinds of problems with society, and he goes down a list. In fact, I made some notes. I can pull that up here, but because uh, I think, you know, we, we may end up talking about this with Stefan or something. It might, he's issued some sort of invitation, but I probably shouldn't say more than that because it hasn't been nailed down. Uh, but essentially, they, you know, they're right about a number of things in the in the film. And, and number one, you know, they are spot on when it comes to, as you say, Mark, in the beginning, they talk about humans and in their influences, environment, nurture versus nature, and, and what leads people down the road to violence. And it's very, very anti-violence in the beginning, which was like, oh, great. This is, you know, this is a good, this is a good beginning. These people understand that violence is undesirable. And so, you know, hopefully their solutions to society's problems won't involve institutionalized violence. And... Their solutions that they proposed to the problems they identified never actually got specific as to 
how they would be implemented, right? So they have this very grandiose idea of these concentric circles-based cities where robots will do 99% of the work and they'll make the food and they'll grow the food and they'll you know, manufacture things. But and- you really got to ask yourself, how do the cities of today transform into these, these, these concentric circles of cities that, is not that, addressed. that will exist in the future? Apparently, they're just going to knock down the old ones and build new ones. Well, I don't know, Mark. I mean, there's plenty of open space out there, right? So you could build you could. A, a new city. Please, uh, go ahead. There's a, there's a place in florida called rotunda where it you know everything is yes, in concentric, it is a concentric bunch of concentric circles he uh, lives in it but so is that true now mark i looked at a satellite picture of it it looked like it was much more populated than, than it used to be. it has i i couldn't tell you how how much it's grown in the last four or five years yeah. but it was a relatively small burg when i was there so they were, you know, they were absolutely right about. I've got my notes up here. The GDP. They talk about that and how it's, you know, basically a big scam um, and nothing. It, it's it's a very inaccurate number, and they're right about uh, that. And the economic system sucks, no doubt about it. They they're correct on their, you know, their critique of of corporations uh, being, you know, so influential and in control of people's lives. They they are, uh, you know, definitely against the Federal Reserve System, which is which is absolutely right. I mean, the Federal Reserve System is a system that's based on. On essentially fleecing all of us to benefit the politically connected through the process of uh, inflation and various other things that they can do, increasing the money supply. And uh, unfortunately, though, the conclusion they draw from a lot of their correct – and they're also, they also claim to be against war, which is also good um, – but the conclusion that they draw from some of these things is very, very bad. Like, well, because they don't like the Federal Reserve System and because the system of the econ- uh, economic system here is, is screwy, well, that must mean money is the problem. So, therefore, let's get rid of money. That's one of their big proposals. Yes. And it's all throughout the film. Right. And this has been tried uh, throughout the the 20th century and and I believe before that and in every case uh you know whether so the the Soviet Union uh, early on or uh with the anarchists in uh in Spain um it is all ended tragically i mean not just miserably tragically i'm talking about people dying crops dying uh you know people people not getting food that kind of uh level of dying i mean money's a, it's it's a medium of exchange people need to exchange things yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm going to go on here because um, I've got some more notes. But, I mean, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, a lot of it sounded good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm always leery about something that sounds too good, you know. Mm. And most of them were ideas I'd never heard before. And well, many was, of them are very, very communistic sounding ideas. And I know that there's thought, one part in the yeah. movie where they back away from that. This, this isn't Marxism. You know, this isn't socialism. We, we're against socialism and we're against, you know, they, they kind of throw out these buzzwords, political buzzwords that are very you know, conservative, liberal, socialist, etc. And they, yeah, they claim not to. made me wonder where are they going with all this, you know? Because they kind of lost me when they were talking about property. That, uh, they don't I like don't that know. either. Yeah, that's where, that's where it started to depart yep. from. I don't know, sounding good to me. And that's that's when it started sounding like, you know, a, a communist propaganda, essentially. Yeah. And I, I realized that they're going to claim that's not what it is. It's just, that's what it sounded like. So, uh, hey, thanks for the call tonight. I'm glad you brought that up at 800-259-9231. Because Zeitgeist has been uh, quite the phenomenon as far as online videos go. It's been very well shared. It's been very well seen. And it deserves to be addressed. It's a it's a well-produced film. I mean, clearly the, the guy who makes makes the movies knows what he's doing. And uh, so to go on to some of the things that they're you know, absolutely wrong on 
is they have uh, – first of all, they're against property. They're against money in general. They, they believe that they can somehow iron these things out. They find them very undesirable, and they believe that they can iron them out of society. And what usually will end up happening is people will do it anyway. And you know, even if you could create this concentric circles society where everything's run by robots, you may end up having people decide to find something to trade with one another anyway. And what do you do in that case? Right. In prison, they eliminate money and they trade cigarettes. Yep. So, I mean, people are going to trade. And I think it's a great idea that people look at new ideas. They, they try things out in their own minds. But, you know, you've got to look at history, too. So when somebody makes a proposal, let's get rid of money, you need to look at the, you know, this has been done before. How did it go? And the answer is it went really, really poorly. Right. Uh, well, and they probably got there through the imposition of violence, which brings me back to the question of how will they get to where they want to go because they identify problems they see in society and many of them are correct and then they propose their solution and they never get specific are they going to just persuade people to go out and move into their concentric circles based cities or are they going to try to take the reins of power and force everyone into it because it's one thing to voluntarily choose to live on a commune and it's another thing to force people into it uh, 800-259-9231 we can talk more about zeitgeist and I realized uh, I asked a question earlier that we never answered so we'll do that too more coming up you take control free talk live MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there totally free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. So, uh, last hour... There's a couple of things that uh, – a couple of conversations that need to continue on over to bring you up to speed. We had someone call in about a movie that uh, was released recently, I believe, online. It's called Zeitgeist, and there have been two or three of them. Yeah, I think this is number three. This is the third, I believe. And it is a film that is very well done, very well produced, and it's available free, so anybody can go and, and watch it, which, of course, I like that distribution method. That's what we do with Free Talk Live. It's and, called the freemium model. That's right. And the the movie does a good job of focusing on a lot of problems that society um, suffers from, and it, it points them out, I think, adequately, and, uh, and you know points out that uh, the the economic system here is crazy, that uh, corporations are tied in with government, and that they you know they basically rule over people, and they work to, they they collude in order to strip Americans of their their treasure and their freedom. Yeah, and people are cogs in this system, the old warmongering. They're against that. They're against the Federal Reserve system. I like a lot of the things that they have to say, but their solutions, I think, leave a lot to be desired. And 
That's the Zeitgeist movie's solution. Correct. And one of their uh, big solutions is to get rid of money. We just need to have cities designed concentric in concentric circles where a central uh, computer will determine everything. And there's going to be also a computer system for the world as well. So this isn't just like some Skynet. sort of vision. I mean, right. This isn't a vision for a, a, a you know kind of a city that is going to be a I guess a concept city, if you will. This is a whole. They've got the whole vision for the world. They they believe that okay, the software is there. The, you know, we just need to to plug it in. We need to to make it happen. Uh, to have this this computer determine for the world where resources are located, and then where those resources should go. And you can fill out a form to let them know uh, where it is that you, you know, what you need in life. And then they'll just determine, you know, what to, to send you. You think we should just, I mean, I, I would think that Mark Zuckerberg over there at the uh, at Facebook could figure this out. Which just put him in charge. Because there's no money in this uh, world of the zeitgeist, pe- the, the zeitgeist folks. There's no money. There is this computer system that will determine everything about what goes where uh, all because central control works, right? Sure. You just no. put a status update up there, and uh, the, 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 the computer will figure it out. Of course, somebody's got to program the computer, too. This is true, and it begs, begs the question. I bet they're going to be rich. Well, it begs the question, Mark, of, well, who decides what's important? Who, who is it that's programming this computer to that's tell true. it what is important and what should go where and how to allocate resources? I mean, that's essentially what the proposal is, that well, everything should be controlled in one location. Do you think that, they'll give everybody a, a vote? Maybe maybe everybody could vote to where resources go. It didn't sound like that. It sounded to me like uh, that you would get a form that you could fill out and then you could you know let them know what you wanted. And then, and then the, the, uh, computer figure, would, the computer would figure it out. But one would assume if uh, more forms come in asking for food than asking for bubble bath that they would allocate more uh, food uh, and you know it, they, they'd spend more time allocating food but well, it shouldn't be a problem because the robots will do all the work that's the other aspect of this it's, it's no longer humans uh, that are going to be the ones that are working it'll be the robots that do everything which also begs the question of why do the robots need the humans at that point <laughs> right what are the humans for if the humans aren't doing anything if they aren't doing work I, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know, about know you. Mark. I'm not going to go down that road and to su- suggest that you know we wouldn't find other things to edify ourselves with, things to do in the absence of having a job or having a career. Or something I've always like that. found my work to be the most important thing sure. in my life. We're focused on that, though. I mean, it, it is an important thing in well, our you're, life. Uh, you're talking about this job, though. I'm talking about all the jobs no, I mean, I've ever had. Work. No, I've, I feel the same way. I've always been very into to going to work and, and being productive and doing things like that. But it's I'm not going to jump in, you know, and say, well, without jobs or without you know work to do humans wouldn't be able to find things uh, to to occupy their time with or to you know improve themselves with i'm not going to say that's impossible because our but, priorities but without money um you know to show to as a feedback mechanism for how it is that you're distributing whatever it whatever this thing is that you're you know this this uh this philanthropic idea that you have because you don't need money any longer um you know talk radio the uh you know distributing your talk radio show without the kind of feedback that you get from the marketplace then Everything gets screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no matter if you have the best computer is, program. You're talking soup kitchens here, man. Right. So, uh, you know, bread lines. It doesn't matter if you have the Union. best computer program in the whole world. Uh, it's just not going to be able to allocate resources as accurately as trillions of, indiv- you know, uh, billions of people making trillions of individual decisions as to what they do and don't want. And when they choose to buy something versus not buy something, those are very important signals right. that the market responds to. And one of the other things that they really got wrong in this was they kept, of course, equating the free market to 
what we have today. And right. they would cite Milton, or, uh, Milton, Milton Friedman, Friedman and Rothbard and people like that. So it was an actual out-and-out attack on uh, free market, market think- people that we know as free market thinkers. You know, when you go to the grocery store and you see the, uh, the, the, the Polynesian uh, mushrooms stuffed with provolone cheese, like these amazing gourmet things that they have – it's not because some government bureaucrat or some computer in the sky decided that this was an important thing that mm. was on the shelf at this grocery store. It was because you know there was feedback and a buyer for the grocery store decided that it makes more sense in this place this grocery store than in that grocery store. It's the marketplace at work. This is the invisible hand that uh that uh, was it Jonathan Smith. Yeah, and they, atta- yeah they attacked that Adam too. Smith, Adam Smith. Um yeah. you know had had talked about. So, you know, I I understand why people are frustrated with what they see in the world today. I understand why they call that capitalism, because that's what most people call it. I don't think that that's what people that would support capitalism call capitalism. Most but, of it was an attack on the free market, not uh, not capitalism. And there's a big difference between capitalism and the free market. Well, in the free market, the zeitgeist folks can have their concentric circled city. They can go ahead, put it, put it together, get yourself some land. I, I realize you're probably going to pay for the land, but maybe some commie will, will donate it to them. Uh, but get yourself some land and, and build your miracle city and yeah. go ahead and give it a shot. I mean, they have this very futuristic vision. Uh, and some of it is, is, I think, very accurate. I mean, they talk about vertical farming, which is a really cool idea mm-hmm. where you don't need to have a, a big, wide, uh, huge field where you can actually farm upwards and save a lot of space and do it very economically. And that, a lot of that could be automated. So there's no doubt that, you know, they, they talk about the, the, the process of automating jobs and how machines have taken over a lot of these jobs over time. And that that's a good thing. They don't, they don't attack that. Um, and they're right. It is a good thing that uh, machines have taken over a lot of work for, for, uh, for men and women because a lot of that work is, was very dangerous. Much better to have a machine in, in those circumstances. It can, in many cases, more efficient. So a lot of their view of the future, I think, is very accurate. Like with you know, more robots, we'll be doing more jobs in the future. There's no doubt about that, right? How um, could one deny that? Vertical farming, more efficient farming measures, that's coming too. So it's not to say that they couldn't try their idea. It's not to say, and, and maybe they maybe it is their plan to do it all voluntarily. I don't know. They didn't get into the how to get from here to there. But if well, they do it voluntarily, the, the problem then good with for being them. a commie is it's very difficult to earn money as a commie, right? And, and I don't yeah, want to call them things have money, and they can you know they can give money to the project. I, I suppose it. it but so then, but, how do you get it? How do you get it off the ground? The only way to really get it off the ground so far in all these uh, what are they, what they've called communist revolutions, and I don't know what these people call themselves. They haven't come up with a name, but it sounds like communism to me. Um, Marxism it, it, with robots, as yeah, yeah. Stefan Molyneux calls it. It's good stuff. The um, the problem with all these communist revolutions in the past is, in fact, they were in socialist revolutions where the guys with all the guns are the ones who ended up in charge. They took control, yeah. And they ended up in miserable, miserable failures. These guys with AK-47s, not economists. They don't have any business. <laughs> they don't have any business putting together um, an economic yeah. model. So there's other uh, critiques here. Uh, the One of their big points is that uh, there's this lack-based mentality throughout the movie. The, you hear the phrases repeated about how we've got finite resources, finite resources, finite, we need to you know, conserve, we've got to you know, really crank, crank down the usage of these things, right? Because we're going to run out, we're going to run out. That kind of mentality that you typically hear from, uh, I guess, you know, kind of the environmental end of the world crowd. And the statement that we have finite resources is inaccurate. And I'd like to address that in a moment here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's partially accurate, 
but also not accurate. And uh, we'll get into details and uh, take your calls about whatever you want. We're talking about the Zeitgeist film, the third one, which was released recently. You're certainly welcome to share your thoughts or bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. You can also visit us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy various features you will find totally free. The webcam is one of them. Go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can watch, you can listen, and you can chat because the chat room is built into the very same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. It's free and brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. So we're talking about a movie that has been released online uh, called Zeitgeist. It's the third one. Uh, there's a there's a subtitle to it, but I don't I don't recall what that was. But anyway, in this film, they are proposing a vision for the future, and good for them. I mean, everybody needs to have a vision. If you don't have a vision, well, how will you ever get anywhere? How will you uh, know where you want to go if you or how do you get where you want to go if you don't even know where you want to go? Right. So uh, so good for them. They have a lot of good critiques about uh, the existing society and its, pro- its propensity toward violence and what, what uh, kind of um, influences that in, in human beings. And it's a lot of it. A lot of it's good information. But their proposals, their solutions, I think, are confused and they are anti-human nature. Things like getting rid of property and getting rid of money. Uh, very anti-human nature because people – it's important to have property. Property is the basis of, uh, of freedom, the ability to you know, keep what you create essentially and, and do what you want with it is very important and the ability to trade with others. And of course money is just a medium of exchange to make trading things easier. The idea of getting rid of all that in favor of some sort of centrally controlled, centrally planned system run by a computer and some team of experts – is a really scary proposition. Right. If you money money is a medium of exchange. And if you get rid of money as it exists today, tomorrow there will be new money. So money as a medium of exchange, humans are always going to use this. It doesn't matter if it's uh you know c- Whatever it is, uh, whether it's gold and silver, whether it's packs of cigarettes, whether it's uh, you know sex in the bathroom, they're going to figure out ways to exchange money, exchange what it is they want for something else. So there's another point that needs to be made about their critique uh, and their solutions. One of the things that they point out over and over in the movie is that there are finite resources. So, you know, we're going to run out and that's why we need the central control to determine, you know, what goes where and all that. And no, there's not really finite resources because there are infinite ways to use them. While it's true that there's only so much water on the earth, 
or there's only so much oil. We're nowhere near using all the water. I mean, we're not even close no, to no, that. No, but, I mean, but there but, are places in the country where they where they would they could use some more fresh water. But there are places like you know here in New England where we got plenty of water. So, but it's true that there is at some point you know there is a limit right to these things, the amount of them, obviously. However, the thing they don't ever take into consideration is man's ingenuity and the ability for humans to come up with new ideas and new ways to use existing resources. And over time, that has been the primary way that wealth has been created. And that's what it's been part of what creating wealth is all about. Wealth isn't just money. Money is just one indicator of wealth. Wealth is the you know the ability to uh, to live your life in a much more comfortable manner. For instance, having air conditioning is wealth. You know, for instance, also uh, oil used to used to be a nuisance. It's a perfect example of, uh, of you know how ingenuity created new wealth where previously it did not exist. Crude oil out of used to ooze out of the ground in places around the world. And it was it, a pollutant. It yeah. was uh, it was an irritant to uh, farmers. They would you know it was frustrating to them to have this black sludge uh, polluting their their farmland. And then somebody figured out how to refine it, and they figured out that all kinds of useful things could be done with it. And then, all of a sudden, this former pollutant, this former annoyance becomes one of the most valuable properties in the entire world. And now, um, I'd also like to point out that, you know, we... We are we haven't tapped anywhere near all of the oil that's available. There's still this stuff out there called shale oil. Um, there there used to be different kinds of of oil that you know it was it was ineffective to go after oil say under the water. Well, as the value of oil, the price goes up or whatever, and as technology increases, basically it, it becomes worth it to. Go for the oil that's several, you know, a mile underneath the water in the, mm-hmm. the Gulf of Mexico or whatever they're doing. Now, I, I have problems with the way they're going about it. but most I have problems with the subsidies that uh, yeah. are involved. That most of that has to do with the government. And, right. They prop up the existing oil industry above all other energy uh, sources. And that's that's absolutely, you know, that's one of the points where they're right. I mean, clearly oil is unfairly the, the main energy source for the world. And it's because, as you point out, of the governments. So, but I want to just point out, to, to rebut the idea that there's finite resources that may Plus, be a true the statement. universe is infinite right so this like, is true expanding infinite. so it's all about it it could very well be that without uh, the government intervention that we'd be crawling all over the solar system at this point and we don't know yeah i mean there's no yeah. way that people before nasa people were trying to get into space i'm sure some of them died um you know and you know this this uh, it, it stifles ingenuity the government there it, for for quite some time decades it was illegal to attempt to go into space you couldn't compete with nasa so just to, you know i think it's important to rebut that because a lot of people will trot that one out and uh, and use it as an excuse for more control they'll use the claim that they're well we're going to run out therefore we need the government to control things and no actually if we had a true free market which we don't then people would be free to uh, drum up whatever sort of energy resources they wanted to and innovate in various different ways and you know, a necessity being the mother of invention. When things start to run out, all of a sudden people double up their efforts just to figure out how to solve those problems. And human beings over time have been very uh, ingenious at solving very big problems when if they've been free to do Necessity is so. female. Is invention male or female? I'm sorry, what? Necessity is the mother of invention. Oh, I've heard a corollary to that, and it was very smart, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. So uh, uh, you call me uh, unprepared there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. The other critique that I have of the film is, and one of their big sort of 
Zeitgeist three. Yeah, Zeitgeist, the the new Zeitgeist movie. One of their one of their big claims uh, that they make here is that consumerism bad, which is a kind of a typical control uh, freak claim. Like, well, you know, I don't like what all these people are doing out there buying all that stuff. It's bad. It's bad to buy all kinds of things, and that's and I don't think that people should be doing that. So let's put a stop to it. And so one of the things they claim is that well. That the, the, the planned obsolescence is a real problem, according to them. The, the idea that products are made not to last forever. They, they believe that if you're going to make a product, it should last forever. If you're going to build it, they talk about this at one point. If you're going to build a table, it should last forever. When you know all these people are building tables that don't last forever because they're just trying to fleece people and you know turn them into consumers, so they just keep buying and consuming, and then you know they you can buy a table that'll last forever. And they show all kinds. It just of- costs you a heck of a lot more than the table that you can than the cheap uh, press board table that you can get at the local discount store. Right, Mark. But if we're going to get rid of money, then everything should last forever. We should get that. We should get the have the computer system search out the very best materials in the world and bring them to the table makers so they can make the best darn tables. Well, so um, the tables that are made to last forever are not made from the same stuff that the tables that aren't made to last forever are made of. You know, one one's made of uh, you know chopped up sawdust stuck together with glue, and the other one's made of the the finest heart cherry wood out there. So there's not there's only so much cherry wood. Then you're cutting down all this uh, you know the scrap pine that they're using. There's more coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll talk about consumerism, and Michelle will join us for the remainder of the show. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles collections and accounts receivable for your business. If you need to try something new in that area, SACL CAI can handle it for you. Collections, early out billing, they purchase charged off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customer and treating them with respect. They know that not only you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. It's SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number here. We are talking about uh, the new Zeitgeist film, which is a, a movie that's been released online, and uh, you can watch it for free, but uh, watch it and take it with a grain of salt, uh, or more than one, because there's a lot of 
really bad solutions uh, that are proposed in there. And I think that they should give it a shot, what they're talking about doing. You know, they've got this very grandiose vision, a uh, very futuristic vision of a city, you know, almost entirely run by robots with maybe a, a few maintenance people uh, going around to, uh, to take care of things. But otherwise, just a city that exists for the purposes of serving the human beings that live within it to essentially, I guess, keep them alive while they do whatever else it is that humans would do in the absence of having a meaningful uh, task to perform because, well, it would pur- purportedly all be done by robots in this vision. They want to get rid of money, which is a horrible idea and likely impossible to accomplish. Uh, they want to get rid of property, which is also a horrible idea and it goes against you know, human nature. So a lot of the ideas, I, I hope they can, you know, give it a shot. I don't, I would never tell them they couldn't have their vision if they can find enough people to come together to build this futuristic city that they want to build. Then I say more power to them. Go for it. So and is Michelle, this rather, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So is this a rather utopian suggestion? I haven't seen it yet. Well, they will take offense uh, to the suggestion that uh, that it is utopian, but it sure does sound that way, right? I because have, they're going against human nature, in my opinion. I think it's great if they want to put together a volunteer society, voluntary society, and try to, you know, create their and try to get rid of money. Ideal. I mean, it's good luck. Within their community, sure. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can do it, and will they be doing it voluntarily or not? That's a real big question that goes unanswered in this film. And the other thing that uh, that's worth focusing on is this attack on uh, so-called consumerism. And now in the movie, they visualize this, of course, with pictures of people shopping because you know that's bad. It's bad to shop. And also juxtapose that with pictures of landfills, right? Because, well, well we're just filling the, you know, the world with trash and everything's disposable and everything's made to break early. And, and so you have to keep buying things over and over again, which is a very typical sort of anti-freedom uh, position that, well, we need centrally controlled economies. We need centrally controlled production where we... The central controllers will get to decide what how a table should be built, or we should decide in what they propose in one part with electronics, which is a great example of something that does go bad, you know, or becomes useless over over a short period of time because it's always advancing. Their suggestion there is that well, we just need to build electronics that you can upgrade, oh. and it's just so it is so just disconnected from how the market system, the marketplace works, and. They believe that what we have now is a free market. It's not. But just I'd love at- to see the, M- the the miniaturized MP3 player that has a whole bunch of ports where you can add on new memory <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You know, from the from the original right. one with one gig or whatever it is to yeah. the you know now you can get them with sixty four gigs. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine how bulky that would end up being <laughs> exactly. by the time you've you know done that? You know, I came in just as you were you know talking about quality uh, goods, um, you know, and, and the price of those things. And um, I was, you know, very fortunate one period of my life to be able to pay, you know, a lot of money for really high quality furniture or, or things. And and um, if given the choice to, you know, buy a table or a sofa or whatever that's going to last forever versus, you know, buying one and, you know, getting rid of it every couple years or whatever, I, I I prefer to do the first. However, sure. those things still need maintenance. I mean, my son Omar has currently been crocheting uh, patches to patch up a sofa that looks, it looks a little ghetto, but it was a, it's a really nice sofa mm-hmm. that, you know, is mechanical and does all these cool things, it's, you know, but um, even those very nice, high quality things need upkeep and, sure. and need to be 
you know. My mom has a couch that she calls a Davenport, and uh, because my grandmother called it a Davenport, because they had this <laughs> this couch a very long time, right? right? And it's a long couch. You won't find a couch that's this long. And they, uh, she, she had it redone. I asked her how much it was, and I can't remember what it was, but I remember being shocked yes. because I didn't pay that. For my couch, right. I had a couch. It wasn't nearly as much. Not even I, if if the numbers served me correctly, it was six thousand dollars to redo this couch. As far as the upholstery goes, holy macaroni! That's a lot of money. But if you have it for forty years. I guess right? if you still want it, but I mean, you know, that people's tastes change over time. Uh, you know, it, people can make the argument that. Uh, that uh, good furniture lasts forever and stuff like that. But, you know, my mom has some good furniture that I'm like, eh, I, I grew up with that. And I, I just find it tacky. Well, sometimes you need something that's durable and sometimes you don't. And this is one of the things they ignore in this. They just presume that having the best of everything all the time is always the most desirable thing. And mm. it's not. I mean, like, for instance, you and I, Mark, moved across uh, you know, the country. And, Michelle, you also did yes. as well to, to move here. And, uh, you know, I sold a bunch of my, my stuff and furniture before I came down here. Had I had... You you know, the best furniture in the world made from the best parts and the best uh, you know, things that I could possibly get, then I would have, I would have felt more uh, inclined to move that stuff, which is more, more work that I did mm. not want to do. And so sometimes having something that is cheaper makes more sense. And in the, the realm of cons- consumer goods like uh, electronics, you're absolutely right, Mark. It's just so absurd to suggest that, well, we just need to have things that are upgradable. Well, I mean, that to, only goes so far. Try to imagine buying the very best car that they made in 1963. And then holding on to that car for your lifetime. I have a better one. How about a cell phone? The cell phones right. twenty years ago. I mean, like the are the portable phones. You had to you have know, a, a base a box. Station. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, how are you upgrading that? Meant making it smaller. Right. Absolutely. And they don't see that. They just see that as wasteful. Like, well, it worked back then, so why don't you just keep it and, you know, upgrade This is the how box. the government operates. This is why the government stifles innovation, because somebody in the middle of government who doesn't respond to market mechanisms has a really great idea, and they jam it down your throat with yeah. a pickaxe. Hey, this is good I mean, enough. You'll take it, and you'll like it. This is yeah. how roads are going to be. We're going to construct them this way, and you're going to pay for them, or we're going to take your house away. Right. And, you know, the, the, the things that they use to uh, visualize this for people, again, constant shots of old rejected goods, landfill uh, scenes, which, of course, Penn and Teller did a super job in their television show, BS. I don't remember which season it was. It was early on where they hit uh, recycling as a topic and just decimated it. Mm-hmm. But one of the to- one of the subtopics of the recycling topic was this big fear because a big uh, the proponents for recycling will say that, well, it's needed simply to stop the landfill process. Yes, we're, we're filling. Our nation up with garbage, and they talk about uh, the the reality behind landfills and how uh, they're not as bad as people think, and that there's not as much of them as people right. think, and that we could take all the world. They show garbage. golf courses and uh, golf courses and uh, parks and forests that have been that were previously. Yeah, that you could take all the world's garbage, and I don't remember the exact statistic, but in a nutshell, you could take it all for a several years and just put it in this tiny little spot that's like a, you know, no bigger than your fingernail on the map of the world. I mean, it's just, just absurd. So they're using this uh, these visuals that are very stimulating, like, oh my God, we're just going to create a landfill everywhere if we just keep upgrading our cell phones. But, and this is similar computers. to the propaganda that Wayne was talking about last night, you know, and and. Uh, 
lies of omission and things like that. I mean, look at this plastic bottle. That was a solution proposed um, by government to carry plastic into state parks and federal parks and things as opposed to glass because glass mm-hmm. would break and it would, you know, cause injury potentially to the animals or to other people that were in the park. So now they have, they you suggest plastic and they allow plastic. But plastic now doesn't break also. down <laughs> and things, you know. So and then low flow toilets. That was another restriction that was created by the government. So the you know, and, and the fact is that plastic bottle is a resource. Somebody is going to come along relatively soon, as long as the government doesn't get in the middle, and they're going to create something out of those plastic bottles. They're going to use them as a resource. They're going to get them for free, and they're going to make something for us. And how would they have their central computer-controlled brain if they'd never had computers advancing and getting smaller and smarter? I mean, my God, they're using – the irony of this is they're using brilliant computers to create this movie in the first place. Digital as opposed to film. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site there, and they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to support the show, there are different ways to do that. One of them is to go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, whether it's uh, web banners for your website or uh, printable flyers. We've got them there for you. Graphics. Promote.freetalklive.com. Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. You have to have a good gift you know, doing candy again. Wait, how come it's always the guys that have to buy the Valentine's Day gifts? I mean, what? I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's sexist. I what, think so. what, what, You don't think that I'm talking about what the popular culture says? Just go on. Ladies, you can buy this, too, if you'd like. It's, you uh, should. It's, okay, guys, buy something from your girl, and hopefully she will reciprocate in some fashion that is pleasing to you. George's famous baklava. It's wall. It's, it's sweet wal- and sticky. Yeah, it's a walnut pastry with over 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. And it's shipped in a special container, Priority Mail, so it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious. You order by Tuesday, February the 8th, that's tomorrow, to make sure that you have it in time for Valentine's Day. It's Georgia's Famous Baklava. You can get it at mandrick.com, M-A-N-D-R-I-K, no C in mandrick, mandrick.com. Now, that's available year-round, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so uh, get it any old time It's worth it. it to George to advertise... At Christmas, oh, no, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. I'm just saying. But you can go to mandrick.com anytime Any and get day. George's famous baklava, and it will be shipped in the same, you know, just as quickly yeah. in the, you know, the same container. I just Whether got got it what two weeks ago. It's awesome. Delicious. And it freezes comes, well, mm-hmm. so it'll stay for a long time. And, you know, whether you're doing something for a, a personal gift or whether you've thrown a party or something like that, I mean, Mandrick's uh, baklava is a great solution. Mandrick.com. 
All right, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Nick is in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, Nick. What's on your mind tonight? That metaphor was good. Jam it down your throat with a pickaxe. That's very, <laughs> very exactly apropos sure what that to what is, I'm but... going to talk about. Uh, because I think there is a false dichotomy at play when people talk about capitalism versus socialism. Capitalism gets a bad rap because it's driven by self-interest, and self-interest is supposedly bad. The dichotomy that's always talked about is self-interest versus altruism, and no, wouldn't you rather everyone be more altruistic, so why don't we get rid of money, or why don't we tax everyone to provide safety nets? And pro-capitalists seem to get caught up in this dichotomy, too. Sometimes you'll hear them say that it's because capitalism is based on self-interest that it works. They even have a phrase for it, greed is good. Well, it seems to me that you can think of human interactions as being classified into four groups along two axes. One axis is self-interest versus altruism, but the other one that's not talked about very often is rights respecting versus rights ignoring. What I think is that the success of capitalism is thanks not necessarily to self-interest, but more to the advent of real property rights and an increase of respect for them. Likewise, even altruistic behaviors which violate someone else's rights are just as bad as self-interested behaviors that violate someone's rights. Amen. Right. Yeah, you know, this is this is the, uh, the the sort of the liberal idea that if I steal money from one person and give it to another, I'm being generous. Yeah, exactly. Because just because something is done with the motivation of helping others doesn't mean the recipient believes they are benefiting. Well, not only that, whether the recipient believes that they're benefiting or not is is not the uh, criterion for whether or not it should it's be done. theft, exactly. Good thoughts, Nick. Anything else? Well, just for the purpose of voluntary uh, evangelizing, I think this is a good thing to bring up because I've been, I've been having a lot of success with it. Fantastic. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark emails in uh, on something we were talking about a little earlier, uh, the uh, the obedience factor. And uh, earlier in the this, this show, uh, right out the gate, we were talking about a, a woman in Utah who has been thrown in jail. Because I thought she was out. Isn't she out? She was in for two weeks. She, I believe she's out at this time. I believe so, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but she was thrown in jail because she was selling flowers from her home and was inevitably from that was discussing the idea that these government people, you know, they believe that they can regulate everything. And they do. You know, they're, they're getting closer and closer to regulating every single aspect of your life. And there's a certain type of person who just goes along with it and they, they think it's okay. And in fact, they, they will call for further regulation and they will be upset when other people are, are breaking the rules. You know, there would, there would be people who would see this woman selling flowers from her home as something that is wrong. And so Mark is, is kind of addressing that here in his email. Guys, the reason people defend following the rules, at least in part, is that they believe the government is benevolent. And like uh, underwriters laboratories or underwriters laboratories listing electronic devices and the FDA for food and drugs, these business licenses protect them from bad businesses who would otherwise take advantage of them. Now, we of course know this is foolish, but they think if someone doesn't follow the rules, well, that it's not fair because they do, or at least that's how they feel about themselves. So because they give to the government or let the government take from them or rule them, then it should equally apply. And this is what they mean by equality under the law. But we know this is legalized plunder, and Bastiat had it right when he said that law and justice is not in fact when it is used to wield unjust powers over others or steal from others. I think he's right that uh, that there is a a big mentality out there from people who get very upset when somebody else bucks the system, 
when somebody successfully you know doesn't pay taxes or when somebody is running a business without a license well, well wait, wait a minute my mom had to go and get a license and i i had to get a license and and everybody i know had to get a license and so you should be subject to the same abuse too a man actually told me a very nice little anecdote when I was talking to him about the, the tax issue and after doing Motorhome Diaries video uh, about my tax resisting. And the response from so many people was, you need to pay your fair share. Yep. And, um, and what he said, to, and when I talked to him about that, he said, you know, turn around and ask these people, if a rabid dog bites you, does it somehow help you if I go and stick my hand and have the dog bite me too? Isn't it better if I not allow the dog, the rabid dog to bite me? And I, I therefore have an opportunity even to help you if I want to or, or whatever. But it doesn't help anyone if I, you know, subject myself to being bitten by this rabid dog. Right. And your message is, hey, you don't have to let the dog bite you either. Why don't <laughs> yeah. you come over here and stop letting that dog bite you and yeah. join me? No, we, we've all been bitten before. <laughs> we need <You> the dog. <laughs> we need the dog. <laughs> if we don't have the rabid dog, people will, people will run around amok. Yeah. Amok, amok, amok. Yep, that pretty much sums it up. (laughs) So your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, So, oh, Zeitgeist, right? This movie that we've been talking about throughout the hour, there was one more quote in there that I thought was worthy. Like, I plucked this one out. Uh, Politics is a business no different than any other in the market system. This is a quote that is actually uh, spoken in the film. No, no. Yeah, it, no, it no. is a business that's uh, entirely different. It is not a business at all. Well, I mean, the definition of a business in general is uh, you know somebody out there providing a product or service uh, to the, the the open market on a consensual basis. My understanding of what a business that, is, you can you can have whatever definition you'd like in your life. Um, but the the difference criminality between, is not business. Pff, the criminals would tell you different. Um, the so uh, that's what politics is though. Politics is criminality. Politics is the most successful group. Uh, this most successful criminal gang in a given geographic area enforcing its will on other people it's business backed by a gun if you want if you insist on using that term that's the i don't insist on anything but that's the terminology they used and the difference between you know say you know you you pick your business out there and them providing a service on a voluntary basis where i decide to go in the store or go online and i buy their service and i exchange money for something else that's voluntary when i well choose not to necessarily do whatever it is. I don't necessarily want to pay for, say, the school in town. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way they teach school. I don't want to uh, be involved in them teaching uh, sex ed to kids with cucumbers and giant condoms <laughs> or whatever it is that, it, that they're teaching there. I, I'm just not interested. I want to send my money to the private school. I don't have a choice because if I don't, they'll take my house away and throw me and my family out on the street. Yeah, exactly. So politics has nothing to do with the way business uh, actually. Is the operated. really most bizarre part is they'll they'll go to they'll take my house away and then take me and my family out of that house and put them in public housing. Right. So then they pay they for your did, house. that they then steal right. your money for to pay. <laughs> yeah. Like this is how insane yeah. this is. So 800-259-9231. You can go see the movie for yourself if you want. Make your own decisions. And uh, there's a chance that uh, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio may end up doing an interview with the guy who made this movie or with somebody behind the scenes on this movie, which I think will be very interesting if it actually transpires. So if that does, uh, we'll, we'll certainly let you know. Uh, and by the way, the Totasac is one of the sponsors of this program. You can go to totasac.us to learn more about this brilliant little uh, product that allows you to bring the groceries back in from the car. Easy. 
You just load them up on this handle and walk them right in. It is the handle is pretty much indestructible. It's an amazing product and very strong. You'll be the handle can carry more than you could possibly carry. It's that's great stuff. Go to totasack.us to order yourself the Tota Sack, or call in right now and you can win some. I'll give you a two pack if you call in at 603 435 1105. The Tota Sack is yours. 603 435 1105. Hour three's next. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind as we launch here into the third hour of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. So there was a question that I'd uh, asked earlier, proposed that we answer, and then I proceeded to distract myself and never actually answer it. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I got back to that because I had made a note. And it was regarding um, what people should do about this system of tyranny that we're being subjected to. And before you scoff and say, tyranny. This is the land of the free. Maybe you're just tuning in. Uh, we talked in the very beginning of the show about a woman in Utah. Just to give you an example of how crazy things are out there. A woman in Utah being thrown in a jail cell because she she sold flowers from her house. Dared to try to support herself. Without from, asking for permission. Yes, first, yes. without begging from the bureaucrats to get a permission slip. You know, you know how you had to go, you had to get your hall pass when you uh, left the elementary school classroom. Well, this isn't really that uh, that different, except the hall pass didn't cost you money. Uh, and in this case, uh, and they probably wouldn't throw you in a jail cell uh, if you went out anyway. Although today they would because they're arresting kids all over the place for various different things they do in school. In fact, we'll talk about that here in a moment. But what to do about this where you've got these government people that are so intrusive, their regulations are so controlling – the taxation is such a burden. Like, where does it end? And what will you do to end it? Because it's it's our fault for putting up with it, right? I mean, we're the, in general, we... It's not me. Well... It's not my fault. I'm not uh, paying for it. Okay. You've never, you've never gotten a license or anything like that, huh? You've never... Well, no. I was playing on the, you know, how... How we say, you know, when people call and say we in reference to the troops or whatever. You no, know, this you I mean we. There, when I yeah. say we, I mean Americans in general are very obedient. Mm-hmm. And they will get the licenses and they well, will bow down and a, they will kiss the boot. It becomes a question of, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? I mean, are you willing to, as they've incrementally, you know, disrupted and interfered with our lives it becomes a question of cost-benefit analysis. Is it worth it to me to take off a day from work to go protest this or to, to you know, go to jail over this or to um, argue whether or not this fine is valid? Generally, it's not, right? Right. So, you just, so will- you just kind of, you know, slowly uh, have, have your, you know, what the government is calling privileges, but are certainly not privileges, but rather the, the heat natural just get, rights. Gets, uh, keeps getting turned up on the frog, as mm-hmm. it were. Well, right. So Michelle's right with the cost-benefit analysis yeah. from an individual perspective. 
it's always more beneficial to go along to get along. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, always. Yeah. Because, you, yeah, okay, you've got to get the license, which means you have to jump through the hoops, which means you have to pay the fine or the fees, and it means you have to fill out paperwork or hire a lawyer, whatever, you know, however complicated the process is for whatever mm-hmm. it is you want to do. It's always better to do that than to sit in jail for, uh, for several weeks, right? I mean, it, or have your vehicle that, you know, you own outright and that you have, you know, properly maintained and cared for taken away from you. Right. So from that perspective, from the individual's perspective, yeah, okay, let's go along to get along. Let's pay the damn fines. Let's move along. Let's get this. Let's get past this bureaucracy so we can get to work. That's what people want to do. They want to just true. do what they want to and do. And then maybe have a couple hours to go to the beach with your kids on the weekend. I mean, you know, right. just life. Right. So, and I don't blame anybody for that. I don't yeah. blame them. That's, you, you know, you got to do what's right for you and you've got to have your priorities and that's fine. But in the aggregate, on the whole, if you will, this continued going along to get along has gotten us where we are, which is where a woman has been arrested for selling flowers from her home. There was a guy that was cutting wood back in New York. We made a promo out of this years ago. A guy, old guy, blind man was, uh, you know, using a, a some sort of machine to cut wood for people, cut firewood. And they, they, you know, they arrested that guy. They threatened him. How about uh, the little girl in Oregon who had the lemonade stand? There's, there's, those have happened all over the place. There's been a of lemonade yeah. stories. It's amazing. So, so that's why it doesn't pay to go along to get along. Correct. In the long run, everybody becomes more in enslaved because of it and it's because they've tacitly allowed it to happen nobody wants that nobody wants to have to jump through those hoops i mean i don't think most people i don't think most people maybe there are some people that really love the idea of filling out government forms and paying fees but you know i will i typically you know am am the hard you know hardliner on a lot of these things Mm -hmm. i'll play devil's advocate for this one i have a lot of compassion empathy for the person who you know tries to say no um, you know, having been in that situation, you are surrounded by your neighbors, by your family, by your friends who tell you, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Just register your car. Why do you have to buck the system? Why do you sure have to do. be so difficult? And, and, you know, saying no becomes not just, um, not just, you against the state mm. your friends and loved ones suddenly are looking at you like you're a nut job and you know, yep. and things and it becomes lonely you know and sure so does. that is why i moved to new hampshire so that i could be around people and you know what? i don't get along with everyone i don't like everyone but i can tell you that this is for the first time in my life i am around people who have the same um commitment to saying no to the state. And that Absolutely. is incredibly valuable. You know? it, it, thank you for going there, Michelle, because mm-hmm. that's where uh, that was what I was going to propose. And you're right. I'm glad you brought up the social ostracism aspect of this because mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the poor, obedient Americans out there have been going along to get along for so long. When one of their loved ones steps out of line, they're, they're only doing it to you because they, they care about you. Mm-hmm. See, they don't they, want to see me go to jail. Right. They don't want to see my children taken away from me. Or, you know, whether it's your friends or mom and dad or whoever it is that that is coming forth with this critique, they're doing it because they know that their lives have been pretty comfortable when they've gone along to get along. And they know that the government is violence. 
Mm-hmm. They know it at some level, whether they're willing to to cop to knowing it or not. They say, just question. keep your head down. That's right. Keep they, your head down. They know, Michelle, that if you say no too much, somebody's going to bite your head off. Some government person's going to come and they're going to hurt you and they like you and they love you and they've, you know, they've known you your whole life or however long they've known you and they care about you and they don't want to see you get hurt and they feel like, Michelle, that you're hurting yourself by doing this. You're just, you're asking for it. Right, right. And is it really worth it? And, you know, and to me... Is it worth going to jail and losing my truck because I don't register it? Well, no, if you look at it like that. But is it worth being in the habit and maintaining a sense of vitality in my soul that Mm. I am not going to allow the state to turn me into a marionette? Yeah, I will fight for that. Absolutely right. It is totally worth it to stand up for the principles in which you believe. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just a cog in the system. You are enabling the violence. If you, if, the more you go along with it, the more you enable them. Mm-hmm. And the longer people go along with it, and then in the larger numbers, the, the more control they have and the more empowered they feel to come up with new ideas as to how to control you. Case in point, uh, here is a proposal from Houston WOAI radio uh, reporting. That a measure which would allow a judge to punish the parents of teenagers who engage in the risky practice known as... Sexting? Yeah. How did you know? Did you see my screen? Uh, No, I didn't. I was just guessing. I'm Uh, in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious. Was introduced today in the Texas legislature. Don't worry. It's just Texas for now, uh, Michelle. We're we're okay. Uh, And immediately received the support of Texas Attorney General Greg Abbott. The measure introduced by some state senator would make sexting a Class C misdemeanor. Oh, wait a minute. We've heard about Class C misdemeanors recently in Texas. Do you, do you recall what those were? That was for kids that uh, did all kinds of different things in school, whether it was uh, writing on the desk or yeah. coming in later, that kind of thing. All kinds of piddly crap. They're yeah. uh, charging teenagers and uh, six-year-olds and all, all ages of students with uh, Class C misdemeanor, uh, misdemeanors for basically misbehaving in school and doing things that kids have been doing since time immemorial. So now they're planning on adding another uh, list, another item to the list of uh, varied things that young people can be charged with as criminal acts. I the thought, idea. What about the kids picking up trash or cleaning the chalkboard? What do you mean by that? If, well, you know, now that's done if, by the union. If they, if they mis- kids do right, it, if they misbehave the, or something that they get, so, you know, be remedy that they well, provide. You try remedy to take away to work parents. from the union lady, <laughs> <laughs> break your knees and cut your tires, huh? This is Texas, Mark. They probably wouldn't Yo, yo, like yo. Hey, I, sorry. This, this is my union voice. Trying to take away work from the union? <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Bring it in. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We give you the features there for free, including the news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get on our email updates list or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. That's news. 
www.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's totally free. Now, we're talking about solutions to uh, the, the problem of creeping statism, of total control uh, that the government people are enacting over your lives, demanding that you beg them for permission to run a business, demanding that you pay them a portion of the, uh, the money that you earn so they can go around the world and kill people. Uh, there's a lot of things that they do to control people, and the control is not lessening. It is becoming greater over time. And the reason for it is uh, – the primary reason for it is because people allow it to happen. They're too afraid to do anything about it. And when somebody does step out of line, so to speak, as you were talking about earlier, Michelle, then the people that are in line, the, uh, the other people that are also enslaved, as we all are, will get upset at you. Because you're an, you're an uppity slave and you need to just settle down. I mean, you, you need to be quiet for your own good. I mean, we care about you, so stop. Stop stepping out of line. Yeah, well, that's that's what it comes down to. It's about care, and they know that uh, the government it, the government does punish disobedience. Mm-hmm. That's their intention, and they don't want you punished. And, Michelle, your suggestion was that uh, well, you, you moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to get together with other people who actually have an appreciation for non-cooperation, who understand Correct. that it's, it's gone too far and we need to stop going along to get along and we need to, in mass, say no more of this. And there are different solutions that are being tried here in New Hampshire. There's people working the political system. There's mm-hmm. people doing non-cooperation. There's people refusing to take plea bargains and taking tra- uh, cases to trial. There's, uh, there's all manner civil disobedience media outreach, all kinds of stuff is is happening here. And it's because hundreds so far and thousands soon of like-minded, liberty-oriented people have made the move here as part of the Free State Project in order to settle here in New Hampshire, get involved in our, uh, our local communities, meet people, spread the ideas of freedom, and get active. And it's been working brilliantly so far, and it's so early on in the process. There are as lots I said, of things are working. Actually, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys since I was late, but um, I spoke to a lawyer today regarding a matter that uh, of my own that um, he is in Concord, and um, his uh, he, he's also an anarchist, and um, he mentioned something about you know going and, and uh, taking something and fi- filling out a form for me and at court today. And then he went, oh, wait, I need to do it tomorrow. The court's not open today. It closed at noon. I said, oh. And he said, yes, there's not enough money to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've so, been taking furlough days. Right. So I think, you know, this is such an incredible opportunity. And the timing of it all, timing, I think, is so essential to, you know, be, you know, to affect change in, in different things. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, the state is suffering financially sure is, is a really good time, good time. to... Uh, to uh, nail it we can't move soon enough on this and people can't get here soon enough i mean i'm glad i moved uh, four years ago when i did but it's oh so much better now and the, there are hundreds of people who've already made the move as part of the free state project over ten thousand six hundred people are pledged to move and there's a great uh, excuse to come up here and check out new hampshire it's coming up this summer called the porcupine freedom festival it's happening between june 20th and the 26th it's a week-long event at rogers campground in beautiful lancaster new hampshire right next to the white mountains incredible views it's beautiful there just an amazing piece of property to spend some time on sure with, is. with some of the the best, most amazing people that uh, that you'll have the, the privilege of meeting. They're great folks that have made the move here. And hundreds more are, you know, again, coming to Porkfest. Porkfest is not about us here in New Hampshire getting together. We can mm-hmm. do that anytime. 
uh, but it's about bringing people in from other places to see what and it's like. Convoys are coming from yeah, all are. over the state. You can go to the Porkfest website. Porkfest.com. That's yeah. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Early bird registration mm-hmm. is available. It's cheap. It's camping. So it's not going to cost you a whole lot of money besides the, whatever travel costs uh, are involved. And you can actually save 20% by using our coupon code, which is Free Talk Live. Now, that's all run together as one word. So Free Talk Live. Use that as your coupon code and get 20% off of early bird registration or T-shirts or, or uh, whatever the other things are that they're selling there. Porkfest.com. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. Uh, as we uh, continue here, we'll come back to sexting in a moment, but let's go to the phones first because uh, they want to control uh, you, you, parents, regarding what your kids decide to do with their cell phones. Uh, let's go first, though, to Dennis in Alabama and Huntsville listening to WBHP. Hello, Dennis. Hello there. Yes, I just called in as I remarked about that lady you talked about in Utah that got arrested for the when to sell flowers out of her own home. And, of course, as I said on the phone right there, uh, no, there's no Mormons did that because Utah is a right-to-work state. The Mormon church believes in working, believes in being able to take care of yourself, and they'll help you when they can. And they, uh, they believe in, in family big time. I happen to know I am a Mormon. I've lived in Utah before, and I don't know what part of Utah you're talking about right there, but that lady... Definitely needs to see some, a good lawyer out there, maybe even a member of the church. Well, sir, he, they, she actually they can go after they can go after those police, and they will punish them because that's Mormon country right there. And I'll tell you what, we Mormons—that's one of the things that attracted me at church. We don't take that crap from nobody. You we know, will get back at them. I, you know, I hear what you're saying. Um, I actually lived in Park City, so I've I've lived in Utah before, and well, I lived and, uh, in Salt Lake City. It's a it's a great community in terms of work and in terms of um, people who, you know, are ready and prepared for for all things. And I think the more I think everyone should have a Mormon friend is what I've said. But um, regarding that woman, yes, she does have a, a really good lawyer, and uh, she also, though, but because it's flowers, I. Th- think that the catch is that flowers and food can fall under like FDA, you know, mandates where you have to be permitted and things. I'm not exactly certain in this case. Um, but uh, in any she's, event, she's, she's, she's Jordan, served. Yeah. Is, I so. mean, whether or not it's lawful or not, she spent two weeks thus far in jail. That is factual. Yeah, well, I don't think God needed an FDA permit to grow the flowers, do you? <laughs> Great point, Dennis. Thanks thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Gene in Connecticut. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Uh, I spoke to you before. You still there? Yes, sir. Okay. What I found out, believe it or not, uh, and this involves uh, with the teaching of children and all that, uh, believe it or not, February 2nd, See it in live. Uh, mm-hmm. The person that runs the teachers union, and I've done a uh, back check on her, is quite incredible. She's actually an, an advocate. Which but, teachers union are we talking about here? Uh, this actually goes right across the board. She's involved with the ACL, uh, you know, the, the AC, uh, a, uh, geez. Uh, she She's very big, okay? okay. A-L-L-C-I-L or all that, you know. Uh, she's very big. Her name is Randy Weingarten. And basically, the same thing as far as being victimized. And this goes across the whole country. It's not just in the state of Connecticut. I did a lot of research. Okay? Uh, this lady basically is opening the doors to all the people 
any teacher that's out there who has been victimized school administrators yeah, we're here. I, I'm not sure where you're going with this, but you're welcome to hang on. You can uh, tell the rest of your story in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Randy Weingarten, the uh, president of the AFT, Union of Professionals, the American Federation of Teachers, apparently. So we'll see where he's going with us in a moment. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including listening options, got broadband and dial-up streams that air the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. You can hear those at listen.freetalklive.com and also get details on our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way. Plus, there's our webcam as well as uh, 93 or so radio stations across the country that air the show at various different times and our free-to-air satellite channel. You can get details on all of those options at listen.freetalklive.com. We had Gene on the line in Connecticut invited him to hang through uh, the break there to continue his story he dropped off unfortunately uh, but he was talking about uh, the i guess the teachers union some sort of national level uh, teachers union and indeed uh, the woman's name that he mentioned i, I did search for her here and uh, randy weingarten the president of the 1.5 million member american federation of teachers afl cio which represents teachers paraprofessionals and school-related personnel higher education faculty and staff nurses and other healthcare professionals so she's she is basically nurses. the uh, as as he suggested she is basically the head of the national teachers union now i don't know where he was going with that i feel i feel like he was the same guy that called last week to talk about how he'd been blackballed uh, from the the union that, that in Connecticut, because the guy who called last week was also you know former teacher, uh, substitute teacher, and had 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 a I guess a conflict uh, with you know s- something had happened at school, and as a result of, of that, he was blackballed. So I'm not sure where he was going with that, but just in general, the uh, the idea of unions might as well comment on that while we get the chance. It's, it's been brought up. I am not opposed to the idea of unions, but I am opposed to the idea of uh, forcing people to deal with them or forcing businesses to unionize and in many cases those are proposals that are on the table or or moving forward uh when it comes to the government uh i know that uh, my ex-girlfriend they were proposing this idea to make it so that uh, 30 percent or something like that of uh, people at a a restaurant business could vote to unionize it or just like some sort of absurd rule that they're just going to force upon people that are running businesses to you know, basically force them to deal with unions and, and force them to uh, to get into that world when right. they may or may not want to. If 60% of the people that work at a given business want to unionize, they should be able to do that that thing. 
if the 40% don't want to unionize, they shouldn't have to. Right. So anytime you start a little club and then you force other people to be in your club and pay dues to your club, like you don't have a club anymore. You've got a kind of a rolling prison thing. Right. If you're if your club is so great and the benefits of it are so apparent, then people should be able to join on their own. And the other problem with unions is that uh, when they get involved in the government, again, having the government forcing people to uh, to do dealings with them, having the government get involved in negotiations, for instance. Whereas if you've got a union of individuals and they're not tied into the state or any sort of, of rules of uh, mandating uh, by the state, then you've just got a group of people that are attempting to uh, increase their bargaining posture. And I, I have an appreciation sure. for that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if as a business owner, I decide, well, I don't want to bargain with you, uh, union people anymore. I'm just going to fire you and you know bring in some some scabs or whatever and and but they wouldn't be scabs in that case because uh the owner would have the right to let go of these union workers without fear of of um you know attack by the the union supported and backed by the state yeah so i mean that'd be nice uh that that i i fully support totally voluntary associations without the backing of force uh but they go much further than that and that's where i that's Mm -hmm. where i begin to depart so 800-259-9231 is the number here. We talked about sexting a few moments ago and just barely touched on the topic, wherein it has been proposed now in the Texas legislature that sexting would be made into a Class C misdemeanor, meaning your teenage son or daughter, if they were to take a photograph of themselves in maybe nude or partially nude, that that would become a Class C misdemeanor. We've actually seen cases where they've been charged with fe- people have been charged with te- teenagers have been charged with felony counts of pornography, child porn, porn. Yeah. Uh, for doing this, for taking pictures of themselves, exploiting themselves for child porn. Yeah, but beyond that, it would also allow a judge to sentence his or her parent to participate in an education program on sexting, uh, sexting's long term harmful consequences, as though the parent oh my God. would have any ability to control what their kids do with their cell phone. Now, I, I suppose you could say, well, the parent could not get their kid the cell phone in the first place. My but kid doesn't have a cell phone, but he does have an iPod, which he bought with his own money. With like a digital camera on it, I'd imagine, yeah. right? It's like, so cameras are so prolific these days. I mean, mm. they're on y- your watch. I mean, they're all over the, the right. place. So is the idea here that the only way to protect yourself from this as a, as a parent is to essentially not allow your children to have any access to uh, camera-like devices? And what age are we talking about and is it only teenagers okay so is it only photographs or is it video would qualify i would imagine i'm I'm not sure but it's not just language it's not just suggestive oh no you know we're talking about photos Photos. uh sexting is defined here as the use of an email or texting service to transmit an explicit photograph of themselves or another teen the Texas, uh, excuse me, the senator in Texas who introduced the bill says the bill ensures that prosecutors and, frankly, parents will have a new appropriate tool to address this issue. Oh, violence? Is that the tool you're talking about? The, the threat of. Uh... So somehow my parents couldn't stop me from having sex, even though I was grounded for three months mm-hmm. and all kinds of, you know, things. I don't know if they were able to stop y'all, but. Um, but we're somehow... No, that wasn't my parents that were stopping me from having Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a chance. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so... But somehow we're supposed to be able to stop our kids from, you know... From sexting. From sexting. Yeah. Or else you're going to be forced to go to a, a re-education class where you will learn well, about how bad it is to sex. It'd be more effective to outlaw 
uh, just certain types of cell phones for kids or just cell phones in general. Uh, uh, for, you know what I would do, actually, if now my kids are, what, 15, 17. My daughter doesn't mm-hmm. qualify. She's 19. But if this were to happen with either one of my boys, I would march down and have them um, uh, emancipated. Really? Oh, yeah. Can they? Can you emancipate a teenager that doesn't want to be emancipated? I'm sure if I gave my boys the option. Mm-hmm. They off they'd go <laughs> jump on that one. Okay. I mean, you know, that doesn't mean that I would kick them out of the house, but for the purpose of the state, sure. You know? So, this, uh, this is a little more detail here. The National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancy report in 2008 estimated that 22% of teen girls said they have electronically sent or posted online nude or semi-nude images of themselves. Only 22%? Only. Yeah. So, you, you think it should be higher than that? Yeah. So, so it's uh, one in five. Did any of these girls get uh, semi-pregnant <laughs> from sending a picture? <laughs> I just want to know what semi-nude is. That's what I would like to know as well. I mean, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, yeah. who was the has been the biggest, and prior to her, it was Britney Spears. Those two girls have been the biggest um, influences or, or uh, you know, pop stars or whatever uh, for young girls for the last, since my daughter was, so for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen lots of photos of them not wearing panties or sending pictures of themselves in the shower. I mean, it's been all over, you know, Internet and YouTube and and, you know, Fox News. Right. We can't report about what's going on in Sudan, but we can talk about the fact that Brittany shaved her head and doesn't wear panties. Right. (laughs) So. So, you know, yeah, I think it's a little bit more mainstream than 22 percent. Well, yeah, I don't know how they got their numbers, right? I mean, it's likely that they asked kids to be honest. And I don't know about <laughs> you, but when uh, when I was a teenager and they would do these surveys at, at government school, uh, I was paranoid about them finding out what the answers were as far as it being me versus... Oh, and at that age, are you kidding? A young girl, like 15, 16, 16 years old, knowing that she has that power, I am going to drive these boys crazy. I'm going to send them a little... Little peep show. Little tease. Oh yeah, and this way—I mean, this way—you get to be a tease without actually having to like even touch. You don't even have to be in the vicinity of right. uh, the, the viewers. So, uh, but but they—they've got reasons for this. They've the government people. You Good know, reasons. I'm they sure. care. You know, they care. Right. <laughs> Save about the your children. Kids. Right. So, <laughs> so you show the girls you care by throwing them in jail for a set class C misdemeanor. Well, you're right, Mark. There is a possibility of jail. Involved. Where they can learn all sorts of really great skills and talents. Right. 800-259-9231. So we'll share with you what they are saying is so bad about texting. Because it's supposedly real Sexting. bad. Uh, and, you know, it's going to ruin their lives. Really? 1-800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. And you can tell us if sexting has ruined your life. 
because that's what the government people are going to try to claim here in a moment. 1-800-259-9231. The lack of it is hurting mine. <laughs> the what? The lack of it is hurting mine, I think. <laughs> Michelle needs more sexting. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you can dial in and you can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site. They are free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a list of things that you can do there. There's also ways to shop with the show. Uh, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com and you can enter Amazon for various different Amazon sites from around the world. We've all linked them in the same place. It's, uh, it's basically your portal to get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live. Because when you enter Amazon through the links you'll find at shop.freetalklive.com, a portion of the sale will go to Free Talk Live. So get your shopping done and get the stuff you need at shop.freetalklive.com and help the show. Michelle, if you want to solve that sexting problem, all you have to do is just give your cell phone number out over the, uh-huh. the airwaves right now. And believe me, you'll get lots of pictures of things. I tried that once. Ian, shut it down. Oh, that's a bad idea. That's a bad, <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference. Get experience and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, gra- graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and in public policy. The internships include a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. They have all things perfect for college students during the summer months. And these internships have turned into job placements for, in so many different places. Cato Institute, ABC's 2020, The Financial Times. Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information and to sign up to receive updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. So the news here is out of Texas where there's a bill that's been proposed that will make uh, sexting, so-called, which is the sending of a explicit photograph of a teenager to another teen or whoever – Basically, the uh, the crime is taking the photo in the first place and sending it become then it becomes sexting, and they're going to make that into a class C misdemeanor. And actually, the details on this are that that will be an improvement over the current system, um, because right now teenagers can be charged with child porn, which is a felony charge. So mm. technically. Mm. this may actually be worth supporting from that perspective in that mm. if it saves a kid from getting a felony charge of child porn for taking a nude right. photo of themselves and gives them instead a, a classy misdemeanor, then that's that's preferable, I suppose. I guess uh, the advice you give your uh, your teenagers is uh, don't send pictures of yourself over the cell phone. If you want to show them that part, show them in person. Well, <laughs> nice. wait, wait, what else? <laughs> so, okay, is does it define it a little more like, for example... Can you, what if it's a uh, a scantily clad uh, picture where everything's see through? What if it's of a buttocks but not genitalia? What if it's you know I mean like what it's, exactly? It says semi nude and I semi nude could probably mean you know a lingerie shot or something like that. I would define it as topless, but I don't know. Okay, what so what, bikini, if, yeah. what if what if it's topless but um, uh, you have your fingers over your nipples? These are all good questions, Michelle, and I suppose it'll all be arbitrarily defined by whomever decides to charge the kids with a criminal act, right? I mean, I mean but I'll know it when I see it. That's really how, I mean, to go back to, in kind of a strange way, back to the increment, incrementalization that we were talking about and how people just kind of roll over, this is how it happens. Is because, like you just said, well, this Class C misdemeanor is better than the felony, so I guess we'll go for that, you know, even though it's... They're both, uh, you know, state intervention 
where it's really a, a parents a parent issue, not a not a kid, not a, a state issue. Well, the state know? believes they're going to get involved and make you a better parent because you're a bad parent if your kids, according to the, this uh, senator, you, you're bad if you let your kids sext and you don't do anything about it. So they're going to force you to go to some sort of a reparenting class. And indeed, here is his excuse uh, for what he's doing. Abbott, the uh, man that introduced this bill. Sexting message senders have no control over their message's ultimate destination. Agreed. Embarrassing or sexually explicit messages can be forwarded to other students. Agreed. And later spread quickly through a school or anywhere in the world. Agreed. He says, uh, points out that currently teens engaged in sexting can be charged with possessing or trafficking in child pornography, and that offense carries the potential of decades of prison time, plus the requirement that the teen register for the rest of his or her life as a sex offense pervert. Watson, uh, this is, uh, Watson is the guy that introduced the bill. He says the bill's legal provisions ensure that minors are punished for their improper behavior, but do not face altering, life-altering criminal charges. Mary, who um, was the mother of Jesus, was 13 years old when she had Jesus and she was like 14 and a half when she had her next child. So are you calling God a child (laughs) rapist? You know, (laughs) I mean, it's just really interesting. A hundred years ago, people were getting married at 15. 15, We are denying the natural inclination of puberty and what have you. Not only denying, but trying to cover it up and pretend like it's unnatural and pretend Mm -hmm. like it's it shouldn't happen and that it won't happen if we just pass enough laws and send enough parents to uh, parenting classes. So, you know, in one aspect I appreciate that the you know this guy is trying to lessen the effect of someone getting caught with the so-called sexting. On the other side, I don't really believe this is the end of the world. It would be the end of the world for somebody if they got caught, you know, charged with a felony. No doubt about that. If they you know ended up having to register as a sex offender for the rest of their lives, that would be a pretty tremendous effect from if taking a, a new photo. C, I don't know what a class C misdemeanor is. It's the lowest level. Yeah, misdemeanor. I suppose that's superior to. To a felony. Yeah, a lot. You it's, know. it's much, much superior. So yeah. from that perspective, this is uh, uh, this is a, a positive move. But the idea that sexting is – because the suggestion here is that, well, this is bad. You know, this could have uh, lifelong con- consequences. Now, it would only have a lifelong consequence if you were charged with a felony. But otherwise, considering how popular this is – because some people would suggest that, well, this is bad because, you know, later on down the line you'll regret it and it could, you know, make you look bad at a job interview or whatever. <laughs> the idea that, that somehow what you did when you were 15 years old, what sexual experimentation uh, you engaged in when you were 15 is somehow going to reflect on who you are as a 25 five-year-old it can't I be think helpful is, i think it's pretty ludicrous i don't, I don't think, think it's, it's gonna hurt well, I mean, okay. th- look at this 22 percent of teen girls admit they've sent these uh sexting messages i mean that's one in five people that you're interviewing for this job yeah, did, that will none, have done this did nobody do i'll show you yours if you show me mine or, sure, show, or right? show, show, whatever or like playing in the playing sandbox doctor. yeah exactly yeah. so i'm interested in in knowing what the consequences are if this, uh, kids the same age in the same state um, commit acts of sex. That's usually uh, it's usually well, in the past. It's been, yeah, it's been in, in the even in the though past. there. But I know there was the the case in yes. in Salt Lake City where the two kids one was thirteen, one was fourteen. 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they charged them both. Yeah, with victimizing <laughs> each other. Yes. Right. 
<laughs> Funny, I didn't feel victimized. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome. If you've got them, 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves here. I, I just think it's overblown. I think it's overblown and overrated. I mean, people have been looking at nude, nude pictures of each other uh, for a long time. Now it's just much more possible and easily uh, accessible. You don't have to right. take you don't have to take your photos to a photo lab to have them developed. They're in, available instantaneously. Yeah. They can be sent instantaneously. And well, no, about, of, no amount of state crackdowns on sexting is going to put a stop to it. None period. of those ki- people in Texas should ever go to the beautiful hotel on Maui that has the sculptures. Is Maui throughout. in Texas or in no, Hawaii? No, 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 in Hawaii. Okay. But they should never go to this beautiful hotel on Maui on the beach where throughout the entire hotel is $90 million worth of sculpture of nudes. Yeah, but are there nude teenagers? Well, there are they're all ages. I mean, they're all sizes, and mm. it appears to be all ages and stuff. So, someone had it in their mind, you know, and like to do a a, Dave, a David like mm. sculpture of you know younger people. And well, that also brings you yeah. to the brings you back to the discussion, or not, not that we've had it tonight, but it, that we've had in the past. The idea that nudity is sexuality, and right. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I would it's, agree. It's in the eye of the beholder as to whether it's sexual or not, and I think that people that look at a nude sculpture and. <gasps> You know, and get all offended by that. Uh, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Something screwy in your mind to think that you know the statue of David or whatever other mm-hmm. sculpture we're talking about here is somehow sexy. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty ludicrous. Oh, I think it's a generally a bad idea. Or pornographic. To send, to send- mm-hmm naked bits of yourself around the internet um and you know it's gonna it's gonna go poorly many times uh, i don't know how i don't know what the percentages are i don't know if anybody can find that but it's gonna go poorly i understand what what the uh the politician wants here it seems as though he's lessened the punishment but it likely well, it will be passed. more thoroughly enforced what it hasn't passed i mean this is just a proposal hopefully <laughs> um i mean that that would be superior to what for they all have we know been. this will get up in the you know the the state house or the senate and then you'll have have somebody else in Texas. Well, we we can't just be reducing these here charges. This is a felony. But kids need to make mistakes, and that's the time to do it. And that's yeah. you know that's when you grow. And if we protect people from making mistakes, they're going to become idiot they'll adults. Stop. They'll, ne- they'll, they'll, they'll never stop this. They'll just they're, they're thousand thousand they're charging thousands of kids with class C misdemeanors already in Texas, and that hasn't stopped the misbehavior at school. It's just making money for the state. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. This year, you can take part in the world's biggest freedom-oriented event. That's right. The Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening this summer. You won't want to miss it. Held at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Neil Shulman. But the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.